This is the Talk About Wellness Podcast with your hosts and Eversight Wellness Practitioners. My name is Courtney Handelin. And I'm Tasha Schultz. Tasha, other than a fun play on words, why tacos? Well, just like a good taco has many different toppings, so does each person's path to wellness. That's right. And both tacos and wellness are customizable for each individual and with each season. And it's totally okay if it doesn't look the same as the next person's taco. Because it shouldn't. That's right. So we are excited to share our wellness knowledge and stories and tips with you in a fun, educational way. So let's taco about wellness. Welcome back to the Talk About Wellness Podcast. My name's Courtney. And I'm Tasha. And today we are doing episode number 30, and we are talking about building resilience with a very special guest, Renee Wensloff, one of our NPs here. She floats around at a couple of our local Everside clinics. Um, and Renee, you have uh, your an extra special guest, extra fitting for this topic because you just completed your post, what is it called, postgraduate? Post-certificate. Yep, as a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. Yeah, so we're so happy to have you have you Thanks with this extra um, piece of knowledge that you bring to the subject. Do you want to share a little bit with our listeners um, what your background is and yeah. maybe what your favorite part of being here at Everside is? Okay, uh, my background started off, I've been an RN for 30 years and I finished my pediatric nurse practitioner master's back in 1998, I'm certified as a pediatric nurse practitioner. I also completed a certificate program for a family nurse practitioner. And then I, during that, I had to finish my family nurse practitioner because of the college I wanted to go to, to complete my doctor of nursing practice as a DNP, which we were the first class in Wisconsin in 2009 to graduate wow, from Concordia. That's cool. So I have my doctorate and I uh, recently graduated, as you said, from MSOE with my post certificate as a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner and hoping to be doing more of that kind of service here at Waukesha. Yeah, that's awesome. And like I said, very fitting then for what we're doing. You're probably also going to see a spike on your schedule for those little kid visits yes, <laughs> and all yep. that kind of stuff, I'm that sure. That would be perfect. So before we really dive into the meat of the material today, I thought we could just all go around and share right now in this season, um, what is one thing that, that we're each doing to help build our resilience? And I guess I can go first. Um, one thing that I prioritize is taking a walk with my dog and getting out in nature every day. That really helps to ground me. Um, it's a good way to start the day. What about you, Tasha? What are you doing right now? I, well, I have to credit Everside Health with helping me get into a good routine with this because we're doing our walking challenge or a step into summer challenge for the month of August. Um, and so I'm on a walking team and it's been holding me accountable to get my 10,000 steps in each day. And so to do that, I found like the best routine is to walk like two miles in the morning and then two miles in the evening before and after work. So, um, that has, I already noticed it's only been, you know, like two, three weeks and already noticed a big improvement in my energy and my mood and, um, sleep and everything. So it's been a, a really positive experience. Awesome. I love that. What, so kind of similar, I guess, right? Getting out in yeah. outside, moving our bodies. What about you, Renee? What's really critical for you in this season? Yep. Just finishing up with school. I have so much around the house that needs to be done. So I like to actually make a list of things I'm going to accomplish today 
and give me a sense of peace and wellness that I've accomplished cleaning out this closet, whatever. Right. And then going out in the garden, my goal is to have a really nice weedless garden this summer. Almost there, but it's very refreshing <laughs> and rewarding when I can go out and I'm starting to reap the benefits of the garden. So oh, that's, I bet. that's um, kind of helping me relax a little bit. Yeah. Well, and sleep. I'm now able to get at least eight hours of sleep, which is something I was going to mention awesome. later, how important sleep is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, those weeds really creep up too, don't they? Yes, they like, do, especially after a lot of rain. Yeah, yeah, but it is nice. It's easier to work in the garden when you're like stay on top of the weeds. Yep. You, you must be doing a little bit of everything. Every, every day. day I try to go. Do out you add stuff. weeding the garden to your list? I do. I, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I find that like yeah. even at even adding little things to my list, like take a shower. Unload the dishwasher, you know, things that I know I'm going to do. That's I add it. Yeah, you can yeah. like check, then you feel like, okay, check all these things off. And those are things that take time. Mm -hmm. So why not count them as things that you have to do? Absolutely. I love it. Well, yeah, and that, I mean, this was nice. I'm sure that those who are listening are hopefully reflecting on uh, activities or hobbies that help build their own resilience. But I guess that leads me to the question, you guys, what is resilience and how do we want to define that? And does it look different for each person? I would have to say resilience can look different to many people. Um, just preparing for the podcast a little bit, there are many definitions out there. And according to the webinar from Everside, they use the the definition of resilience from the American Psychology Association, and they say that it's that process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tra tragedy, threats, even significant sources of stress, which I think if you kind of mentioned now, even though we have this list of things we do, to me, it kind of helps decrease some of that stress, which can help lead to some resiliency. Family relationship problems, workplace, all these, we have stressors everywhere. Mm -hmm. And if there's someone that tells me they don't have stressors, I would love to find out what it is you do. Because I'm pretty sure in some way, shape, or form, we all deal with a little bit of stress. <laughs> but it's how do yeah. you deal with that stress? What tools do you have in your toolbox or skills that you have that help you get through some of those adversities and whatnot? Um, another one that they used in the webinar was resilience of the Institute. They define it as a learned ability to bounce and grow, connect and discover and flow. So I had to think about that one a little bit more. Another one that I found from a book that I'm going to recommend and I think Courtney's going to post is Building Resilience in Children and Teens. Now, obviously, since I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, I focus, focused a little bit more on the pediatric population. But resilience is the capacity to rise above difficult circumstances. And this trait allows us to exist in less than perfect world while moving forward with optimism and confidence. Resilience is a mindset. You know, it's something that we can learn. And believe it or not, we're actually born with that innate ability to be resilient. It's how you have grown up mm -hmm. and how you have been taught skills. And there are seven different C's, which we can talk about in a little bit here that focus on how one can build resiliency by doing these seven C's, it's called. So, wow, that was a very thorough review of only, like you said, many different ways you yes. can define it. Those yeah. are three kind of um, agency definitions, yeah. all very similar, but yeah. you're right, slight differences, just mm -hmm. like each person is different in your life experience. So, yeah. so there's 
a lot of different meaning behind resilience, but it sounds like the main theme is like being able to bounce back, right? Mm -hmm. To like, life's gonna get you down. Like there's no way to avoid it. It's not about putting on the rose colored glasses more than it is about like being with that feelings and then figuring out how to move forward. So, um, which obviously is a very positive thing, right? Being yes. able to move on from, from the uh, annoyances or the irritations in life. Um, what in your research would you recommend that, like how do people build resilience? So just to set preference here or precedence, if it's okay with yeah. you guys, just to mention, um, we could review and talk about this resiliency. And of course, I'd like to focus on the resilience building in children and teens, but we don't have time for that. It's way above and beyond this podcast. So if anybody is interested in learning more about this topic, by all means, call the clinic, 262-896-8420. Let them know. They're going to have a list at the telephone. And if there's enough interest, I would be willing to set up a group activity and review some things I learned about this topic and how important it is for the development of our children. Yeah. Because to be honest with you, resiliency begins That's at the time of birth, yeah, to be honest. Absolutely. And if we have those good parenting skills, I guess if that's what I could use that yeah, term. Right. Yeah. It it uh I wish I had this book that I was reading. I wish I were wrote and read it a long time ago. But mm -hmm. now I'd like to take this knowledge and share it with others. So if yeah. anybody's interested. You know, it's a trait parents you want you hope to develop children so that they can be equipped to navigate stressful, complicated world by relishing in abundant pleasures. But it's a trait of, it's not a trait of perfection and being mm -hmm. perfect. Mm -hmm. It's a trait of how can I bounce back? Like you said, how can I right. go around those obstacles? Yeah. 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 So if people are interested in learning more as like parents, how to help your kids call the clinic, yep. we might be able to start like a, some group sessions on yep. that. Um, but for adults or mm -hmm. people that don't have kids, yep. um, or maybe if there are a, a young adult, team listening to this on their own um what are there like particular habits or practices or routines that help build resilience yeah so there's something when i was looking this up i'm big into alternative and i think you are as well yeah what helps and they call it creative healing arts oh, sure. and you get art therapy music therapy yeah. play therapy drama uh, movement dance therapy they're all very re re effective resources for healing Research has demonstrated the effectiveness of these methods and their impact on the brain, mm -hmm. the nervous system, and, and their long-term impact in fostering resiliency. Yeah. Stress, I, again, that's a whole other topic of how that affects our brain, affects our body, our health. People end up with diabetes, hypertension, mm -hmm. strokes, because they are not able to work through these adversities, find that resilience, ability to become resilient. So basically anything that gets your creative juices flowing, yeah. any hobby, yep. anything that's fun for you. So just one more, I guess, push to have those as part of your regular routine. I mean, was there any research you found that showed like with, is there a correlation for like regularity that you need to have these creative outlets? Um, there probably is, but I don't recall like time yeah. frame wise. I yeah. think for many I just listed off a bunch of things. Yeah, so what would work best for you? And I think right. people have to figure out what tools, and they probably heard the term cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. So not only doing dance or art or whatever, how are you able to, instead of getting angry about something or holding grudges for the rest of your life because of some situation that happened, how can we work through that? 
to create a positive outcome mm -hmm. instead of a negative outcome. So, but I think the one thing I read when I was reading up on the um, art therapy and whatnot is art therapy. There was some research done with kids mm -hmm. and adults that just setting your mind and, and finding something else to do can help take your mind off the negativity and focus on positive. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, even when like, in my own experience, if I get an email that's like really irritating, you know, someone's asking something of me that I feel like I don't have the time to do or don't have the, the capacity or the tools or whatever it might be. Someone's basically, you know, asking something of yep. you that you don't feel equipped to do um, or feel like you want to do, then sometimes it's best to just like, I'm just going to take a break. So step away, go take a little walk. Like yep. that, that's a really good way to, um, to kind of give your brain some space and then come back and then you feel like you're able to, to tackle the issue. Absolutely. That's something that I think we as providers have recommended. Mm -hmm. Um, you get the shift in your mood. Just give me a second and it's okay to put your hand up and say, I need to stop this conversation. I need to walk away and think about what's, what's happening here. And I'm yeah. sure we all had situations oh, like that. Right. You have a choice. You could walk away, calm down and think about it, or you can get mad and scream and yell and mm -hmm. that really gets you no, nowhere in right. life. Yeah. yeah. And we, you know, Courtney and I would see this every day, you know, in, in health coaching and it really, doesn't do us any good to tell people we'll just eat better and move more right. Right, if they're not in a, a mentally emotionally good place if they're not feeling very resilient resilient if they haven't bounced back from um, you know a stressor in their life or at work or wherever because if someone doesn't feel good they're not going to eat good they're not going to you know live healthily and so um, to me this is sort of the foundation of where health begins and like you said earlier Renee um, we see this in everything from diabetes to blood pressure to cholesterol to just overall those more like quantifiable biometrics of where um, our, our poor health might show, you know, like on a lab report or something, just because we aren't taking care of ourselves um, or prioritizing time for us the way that we need to be. And so, um, you know, that just leads to like this spiral, right, of like choosing food out of convenience versus out of health and um you know not sleeping well not recharging not making time for exercise so so yeah i think we and we were going to talk about what are some benefits of um putting in the effort or like why is it important to put in the effort and time to build up resilience and i feel like we um, hopefully answered that pretty well yeah one, one just thing i want to add is resilient people can realistically distinguish when they have control over a situation and when they don't and there was a book that I had read during school, and ironically was mentioned in this most recent book that I just read, What You Can Change and What You Can't, A Complete Guide to Successful Self-Improvement. Oh. It's a, I don't know if he has a newer version, but he is well-known, Dr. Siegelman. Um, yeah. Yep. We'll they, have to link that book in the, absolutely. In the notes, too. Yeah. They call it thought catching. So if you can recognize your negative thoughts or your negative behaviors uh -huh. and then be able to evaluate the thoughts for accuracy and then now develop a plan. What am I going to do? Do I want to do something different here? And then how can this be helpful to me? So you hit it on the head is we can tell people what to do and that's when they're going to turn us off 
Yeah, and that's not something that's going to be helpful. And this is even in, in children. Right. They don't want to be told what to do. Yeah, right. Yeah. Neither do adults. Don't right. tell me I have to lose weight. Yeah. But tell me, how, right. why is it important? Right. Why is it important that I do my walking? Why is it important that I sleep eight hours a night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, right. and I think, too, of like, like you said, brainstorming, like what what's easy for you? What's fun for you? How does it feel? You know, I like to talk to people about my husband would make fun of me because I always start with like, I feel like, <laughs> but um, how does it feel when you make certain decisions? You know, when you choose to go, like you're stressed and then instead of eating the healthy lunch that you pack, you choose to go to Culver's and get the double cheese, bacon cheeseburger and the French fries and the, the concrete mixer. You know, when you make that choice because you're stressed and irritated, then how does it feel after that as opposed to the days where you eat the healthy lunch that you brought? Um, or maybe you didn't bring a lunch, but instead when you go out to eat, you make a much more healthy choice. Um, I think when we evaluate the, the um, I don't want to say consequences, but kind of like when we evaluate how, how our decisions affect our body, it really can make a big impact in the choices that we make going forward but it is that like you said that pausing to evaluate your thoughts and like call them out and mm-hmm. and understand when they're real or not very real um and then kind of make change your decisions or make decisions based on that you betcha there was a, another study done by um the siegelman with, with the pen resiliency project and this was led by this martin siegelman he was a PhD, he had his PhD at the University of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And he also worked with other people, but they worked with hundreds of school children and their family and demonstrated that children and adults can become more resilient, more optimistic, better able to cope with life with change in the way they think about problems. People don't have to remain stuck with their first impulsive negative thoughts when they become frustrated, disappointed, anxious, sad, whatever. Mm-hmm. They can use their cognitive abilities to rethink a situation, rethink frame a situation, decastrophize something. But that's, again, those are things that we could help and and things you would learn, the skills, the tools, whatever you want to call it, to help think about things differently. Right. So it's not about, like you said before, it's not about suddenly you're able to just see everything with rose-colored glasses. It's more that you're able to acknowledge when you're having maybe irrational thoughts and then move on from that quicker, change it to a more... uh, um, I don't know if functional is the right yeah, word, but something yeah. that'll help you move forward. Absolutely. And, and part well, of that, think, uh, sorry. To, go I'm ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I just say part of the um, developing that resilience is there's, they call the seven C's. You have to be competent. And again, this is a whole other topic. We can sit and talk about <laughs> yeah. this all day, but you have to have competence and be able to handle the situation. And then if you have confidence, you'll be able to, um, so, you have to be competent, uh-huh. have confidence mm-hmm. in what you're doing. That's the second C. The third one is being connected to family, friends, school, community. Uh, third, fourth one is being having a character. You have to have a sense of right and wrong, being able mm-hmm. to know what's good, what's not so good. And then you have to be able to contribute. And it's a powerful lesson when the world can see that you were in this world is a better place or changing my eating habit from eating McDonald's every day to focusing more on fruits and vegetables. Right. Okay, how am I contributing to what I want to do and make better? Yeah. How am I coping with it? Um, am I coping in a positive way or a negative way? And then do I have control? That 
I have control of the outcomes of decisions. Mm -hmm. My actions are, I have control over that if I want to or not. So that those are the seven C's. I'll just repeat them real quickly. And then I think you had something you wanted to say, Courtney. So the three, seven C's are competence, confidence, connection, character, contribution, coping, and control. And they all web together. Yeah. You need one to have the other and then the other to have another. So there's a big story of of how this all interacts together. Well, and I think it's just like anything else in someone's like well-being journey, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Where like, like you said before, Tasha, if you're not eating well you're not sleeping well and if you're not sleeping well then you're you're more irritated and you're probably not going to eat well again and and if you're not moving you know moving your body then you're you're less likely i mean it's it's a very very much can become a negative spiral downward but with one switch it can also change to be a positive Mm -hmm. spiral upwards in the other direction um so i'm guessing just like there's you know we have lots of statistics showing like when you're more stressed your, your blood pressure goes up and your heart rate goes up and your cortisol levels go up and, and that causes excess fat stores and all that kind of stuff. And when you're probably practicing doing things to help you be more resilient, mm-hmm. it goes the other way, Absolutely. I would assume. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, Tasha, did you have um, something? Yeah, yeah, thanks. So that was actually a really perfect transition into what, you know, like my last couple of remarks were going to be here. So I think a very applicable place where, in my experience as a health coach, I have seen uh, resilience really benefits uh, people who are able to be resilient um, is with nutrition, what we were just talking about. So, right, like if we aren't feeling well, we're not going to eat well, so on and so forth. Um, but more importantly, it's not just about preventing that downward spiral, it's about um, catching yourself while you're in it and bouncing back, right? Like that's to me what resilience means. Um, and so what, like, the application of that, I tell people is expect you have to have realistic expectations of yourself, right? So, like, expect that you're not going to eat perfectly every single day, every single meal, because that's not realistic. Nobody does, you know, have a 100% of the time squeaky clean diet, um, nor should we necessarily, right? There has to be some balance there. It's about how do you bounce back from that, um, you know, that treat or that indulgence or that special occasion, that cheat meal, whatever it might be, holidays, weddings, etc. Um, you know, the list can go on and on, life happens. Um, and, and so when you have that, um, we'll just say cheat meal, you know, for this example, mm-hmm. what, how do you bounce back from that? You know, what is that sort of self-talk, that conversation in your head? Um, do you go, are you the all or nothing person, which Courtney, we've had our own separate podcast on this topic, or that mm-hmm. says, well, I had one cookie, it's all you know, down the toilet from here, might as well just continue eating bad the whole weekend, the whole week, the whole month, right? And that's that downward spiral. Or do you have a more resilient mindset of, okay, well, that was one treat. Like, the next time I eat something, it's going to be a healthy choice. And and that's sort of that give and take, that balance um, that we encourage people to have. Yeah. And to add to that, the, the fear of imperfection, it impedes one's innovative potential. Yeah, perfectionists right. are not resilient because they're always focusing on the process and not the product. Right. And the unfortunate is the fear of failing is greater than the joy of one experiencing success. Yeah. So the success stories, living off of, okay, you're right, I ate that one cookie. I do it all the time. 
I can just have one cupcake. Yeah. As long as I don't have two, but then some days I do have two. Yeah. But then, like you said, all right, it's mindset, okay. just mindset. Day. Yeah. Let's go back to where we need to be. Right. So, yeah. Not, resilience is not to be perfect. Right. Yeah. It's right. just yeah, I love that. bettering yourself each yeah. time. And yeah. There's no like end. There's no end of like you're yeah. perfectly resilient. Yeah. <laughs> and I've heard a lot of patients that come in here and have seen talk to you both of you about different health coaching things mm -hmm. and made some differences yeah people have that mindset i'm gonna do it and right unfortunately sometimes it takes bad situations to make changes yeah but right. that's what resilience is all about right yeah well i think we caught we managed to cover quite a bit and get actually pretty deep too in this in this 20-ish minutes um renee is there anything else that uh, we didn't ask you about or that we didn't talk about that you wanted to make sure to hit on? Today? Yes, there's a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, if anybody is interested in learning more, especially in building resilience in children and teens, mm -hmm. um, based on what I just did today, I could start a whole lot of topics with people. So if anybody's interested in learning more, uh, if we got paid to be a parent, uh, some of us probably would have quit a long time ago. But if you have those tools right. and understand what it is and what kids need, mm -hmm. it makes a huge difference mm -hmm. in their growth and development, their mindset, so that it helps them grow up. Someone defined, um, you define as an adult, if you remain, how do you define resiliency or whatnot? And someone had mentioned if you remain happy, generous and compassionate those are some good not how perfect you are right. as long as you're happy you're generous and you're compassionate and those are three things that stuck in my mind yeah and good. help people a good sign yeah yeah i love that that's awesome um well we do have like kasha said there's quite a few podcasts actually recently that we released that can help to build your resilience so i will link those in the show notes as well but even if you just look at if you're looking on your podcast just look at the episodes released like the couple two right before this but we even have um you know some meditation recordings on the podcast and on youtube that can be helpful um we do have an episode on sleep which is you know super important for for being resilient um and one on nature too um because nature is a a big piece for a lot of people um, shockingly, even for people that claim that they don't like being outside, they don't like like getting dirty, they don't like bugs and, and you know, aren't really drawn to animals, that kind of thing, they can still feel like a sense of calm when at least looking out at nature, if nothing else. Um, so those will definitely be in the show notes. Um, Tasha, do you have any like personal things that you wanted to share, like tools that you like to use, whether it be podcasts or uh, whatnot? Um, I mean, podcasts are great. Music is my therapy. So when I, like I mentioned at the beginning um, of today's episode, or, you know, when I'm walking and now that I'm in a regular daily walking routine, I listen to my music. And that's just sort of like my rejuvenation time. Um, so like Renee was saying as well, like that's, that resilience is going to look different for each person. Um, for me, that's kind of what fills my cup. Um, so I would just encourage, you know, the, our listeners and encourage everyone to reflect on what gives you joy. You know, like Renee was just saying, if you have happiness, that's a part of resiliency. Um, so what gives you joy? Make time for that every day. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. There's, I mean, we, we have books. You can give you 50 different things, but everybody has to figure out what, and don't just have one thing. Right. So you get kind of have bored doing the same thing. Yeah. Winter comes, you're probably not outside walking with your earphones in. Right. Might look your yeah. What could you do during the winter time that would give you a different mindset of, hey, I can do something different here? Right. So, well, and I think too, I like what you said, like have a couple things. Maybe keep a list, especially mm-hmm. if you're someone that tends to, with certain seasons or change of seasons, um, maybe get in that kind of a negative headspace, keeping like a list somewhere on your phone that you can go back and pull up and be like, oh yeah, like I used to really enjoy knitting or what, playing guitar. Yeah, I don't know, whatever absolutely. it might be that you can kind of circle back to those kind of things and try to sprinkle them into your, your week or your day or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm and rotate things out because we do get, you know, life gets busy and, and we lose track of some of those habits and routines, um, but you can always bring them back. Yeah. Being flexible, I just want to throw that out oh, too, yeah. that uh, maybe your significant other doesn't like to go fishing, but you like to fish mm-hmm. and meeting halfway in the middle. And maybe they don't like to go shopping in the store, but you yeah. do. You know, meeting halfway in the middle and doing things with it, it's part of being resilient is having people that you can talk to and yeah. and refer to in situations that you're not always feeling you're alone. Yeah. So having someone there to encourage you. Yeah, that connection. The connection. Like said, yeah. making sure you can yep. have the connection. connection, finding finding mm-hmm. that. Well, and I think it's such a, I like how you said that, flexible and like not being perfect. I mean, you could outline your entire month if you're a big planner, how you're going to fit all these in and, you know, yep. have these little connection pieces and like, on Tuesdays, I'm going to play piano for 30 minutes, you know, but even then life happens and you might not be able to because you get sick or, you know, you have to go to a funeral or, oh, you're on vacation and then you've got really bogged down at work. So you have yeah. your plan. I was the best laid plans of mice and men. They have it laid out, but you asked, do you go in your garden every day? I try to. But- yeah. Oh. Whoops, this happened. So yeah. I got a, I have a little barn there and the chickens got out or something. Right. Nope, guess I'm not going to get to my weed picking today. Yeah. So yeah, you have to be flexible. Can't get upset about it. Mm-hmm. Just take a deep, deep breath and yeah. roll with it. And find your faith in what you believe in and go with it. Yeah, so. I love that. I think that's so great. So I think then, um, like you had mentioned in the beginning, Renee, uh, just another good reminder to um, one for listeners. So the Everside Wellbeing webinar for this August 2022 was on building resilience. So we'll have the link to that in the show notes as well. People can watch that or you can look for it on the Everside YouTube channel. Um, But then two, if you are interested in talking more about this, obviously you can come in for coaching. Um, if it's a one-on-one thing, but also calling the clinic, um, especially if you were, are interested in group sessions related to like building resilience in youth and teens, but I would say even if they're not, yeah. if they just want group session on Absolutely. this, um, and we can get a list going and maybe differentiate the list mm-hmm. and then kind of go from there. Yeah. Um, but individual basis, uh, coming in for coaching or even meeting with, with you, um, on some of this as well yeah absolutely all fitting all right well thanks so much renee for joining thanks us for having and me. thanks to our listeners for tuning in uh be sure to check out the the notes because there's going to be a ton of links in there um and we'll make sure to link your books as well renee okay great thanks all right thank you everyone thanks thanks
I'm so glad we got to talk about wellness today, Tasha, and thanks to our audience for joining us. If you have any questions from today's episode or a myth you'd like us to bust, send us an email. For our Wellness Center participants, if you'd like to dive in deeper on anything we discussed today, give us a call or an email and we'll schedule a coaching appointment. Everyone can find us on YouTube and Facebook at Waukesha Employee Health and Wellness. And be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from so you never miss an episode. Join us on the first Tuesday of every month for Taco Tuesday. Until then, bye everyone.